business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome. How are you this morning? Uh, turn up my mic here a little bit, or my headphones. How you doing this morning? Uh, name of the show, Evan, is Urgency and Desperation is Your Friend. Boy, is this a, is this a great topic, I think. Urgency and Desperation. You know, I, I like you, uh, walk through the world and I see people who look like they're zombies walking through the world. There's, I mean, like there is no urgency to get anything done at any particular time, just kind of mosey along, uh, nowhere to be, nothing to prove. And part of that might be that, that, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm very well maybe that, some of these people, a lot of folks, have just not ever found their thing that they're good at, that they're proud of, that they're they're conscious that people are watching them, that they're not, they don't want to let anybody down. All these things that cause somebody to have a healthy self-esteem and confidence within themselves, shockingly, it seems to be lacking in a lot of people because... You know, when 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 somebody is is uh, become accustomed to setting goals because goals are uh, urgency. I have to have things done by a certain time. And when people don't have that, they 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 don't have that. They don't have any urgency. They don't have anything to prove. They have nowhere to go. They just become lost. They're depressed. There's uh, there's no reason. I mean, everything is just kind of like blah. And it's really a sad uh, portrayal on life, I think. And and so you know the you know having your thing is is to say that I I have something that I have to do. I have I have to be good at. I have to I have to be there on time. Um, that's a boy. That's another topic. People who don't who don't get the whole idea that that on time is late. You know, if you're to be at, at work on time at eight o'clock, that doesn't mean eight o'clock. That means you know, uh, <laughs> there's an adage on the farm that uh, that uh, early is on time and on time is late. And uh, where did that go? How come? How come so many people don't have that? Uh, I, I have, uh, a gentleman that I had on my show, uh, a couple weeks ago, Jeff Salzburn. And this guy is, this guy is, I, I just think so much of him. And he was given a great opportunity by a mentor that he worked for. And he is such a generous soul. He wants to help people. 
And I know that just being around this guy, seeing what he sees, knowing what he knows, learning the things that you would learn day by day by being around this guy is worth millions. And and now I'm I mean this millions of dollars because this guy can go up out in the space of a year and he can make a purchase of a piece of real estate and sell it a year later and make a million dollars in profit. And I'm not exaggerating even a little bit, not even a little bit. How many people are walking around sleepwalking who think there's no opportunity for them and they come in contact with somebody like Jeff who is adamantly trying to help reach out to give people who weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth an opportunity and he asks to meet with them and they don't even show up on time and sometimes don't even show up at all. What is up with that? Seriously. I mean, if you're one of those people, bang your head against the wall, wake up. There is there is so much opportunity, but you've got to be willing to do the things that are necessary and having urgency in your life that forces you to do things that you might otherwise not do in a way that 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 you might not have done is incredibly useful and powerful to you. You know, in, in I, I grew up on a farm. A lot of you know that. I, I, I actually bounced between a city and a farm. So I had, I, I was fortunate to have both experiences, but I literally went to school on the farm, went to school in a small town, also went to school in a, in a big city. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you work on, on a farm, when you're working around tractors and equipment and, you know, animals like, you know, cattle, who can swing their head and and bust you open, kill you even, farm equipment that if you're not in the right place at the right time or 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 do something incorrectly, your your arm or your leg might be taken off. These are things that are urgency that you learn early on. And you know, getting up in the morning wasn't a question of how you felt that morning. It was get yourself out of bed. We got things to do. We're burning daylight. The, 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 the day is going by and we have to get stuff done. And that urgency was imposed upon me from the time I was a little kid. And I have a hard time understanding how anybody doesn't have it. But, you know, that's the that's the challenge with all of us. When you are a certain way, you come to the conclusion that others are, too, and that's oftentimes a mistake. So what is it that we're going to do to try to to try to give people that urgency? Well, ironically, the things that I talk about here often are the challenges that one faces and how they are blessings from God. And I mean that because everybody's running around saying, well, you have to avoid stress. You have to avoid stress. No, you don't. No, that's wrong. That's completely incorrect. Stress and challenges and things going bad are the good things that force you to do more than you would otherwise do and become more of a human being, more capable, a deeper well of resolve than you would ever otherwise have. And in the end, when it's over, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. So the things that cause you to be fearful uh, because they are urgent, they must be done. Uh, and, and, you know, let's maybe maybe run through some things here. You've got no money. <laughs> Any of you ever had that challenge? 
<laughs> I sure have. Uh, you know, I, I I know there's people listening to me right now who never have had that challenge. They grew up in families where there was always an abundance of money. There's really no urgency because, you know, maybe they came up in a family that was fairly well-to-do. They were sent to good schools. They were sent to good, you know, uh, post, you know, education college. And there's never really been a concern that you wouldn't have enough to eat or a warm bed to sleep in. They have no idea what what that means and you know you've heard me also make make the point that when you tell your kids that you're always there for them and if anything ever goes wrong you'll come in and 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 save the day for them so don't worry you just took away the urgency and the desperation and now that person is never going to become capable in the way that they would have if they had been confronted with things where they knew they might not have another day. They might not have a place to live or a roof over their heads. When that happens, people step up or they don't. And for those who don't, who cares? But for those who see those challenges and meet them, that's what makes them more. That's why when you hear me talk on this radio show with guests, when I'm fortunate enough to have a guest on the show, I'm looking for people who are self-made. I made a post in in, uh, Facebook uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, I think, when I had uh, Jeff on, and I defined what what self made was, at least to me. And I, 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 when thinking about those things that I that I typed and and put in that post, they were things that I watched other people have that I didn't have, and watched how it affected them and their urgency and desperation to succeed. And accomplish things in life. And I can't, probably won't be able to recall all of them, but, you know, uh, did, were you, uh, did, were you sent to private school? Now, look, I sent my kids to private school. And that's, you know, maybe my own sense or portrayal on the public school system, but that's, that's my own personal thing. But, you know, sending your kids to public school gives you a leg up. I didn't have that. Um, because if you're smart, you're able to uh, meet people who are have who are at a higher station in life and you can get things done because I will I will always say that your relationships, your contacts and your networking are your most valuable assets. Forget about the money that's in your bank account or the assets that you own and I believe that those things are the measure. But realistically, you can lose all of those things. And if you have the right contacts and you know the right people and you have the right relationships, you can come screaming back very quickly where someone who doesn't have those things doesn't have that same capacity or ability. So what I'm saying here in that that I just described is there are people who have not had any of those the things I'm about to tell you. And they still had better opportunity. And I am probably sitting here one of those people because I was. I was brought up by people who were very hardworking, so that was in my context. I, I, I had a sense of that. I was confronted that at an early age, and hard work was never something that, that bothered me at all, and it's something that I just absolutely expected, accepted, and and I always have always believed you put me alongside of somebody with any type of physical work, and I'll outwork everybody around me. You may have that same sense. So that was actually quite a gift that I was given, some are not. They're brought up in families where nobody has a job, nobody goes to work, they they are on subsidies, 
and uh, or or they're you know or they're disabled and things like that. So I was fortunate there. I also had a family who succeeded to whatever measure you want to say, and that was a blessing. So. I guess I was given those things. And when you think about somebody who comes from a challenged background who didn't have those things, they have it even tougher. But folks who got allowance money or just got money for doing absolutely nothing, you know, you're, you're not self-made if you had that. You, you graduated from high school and they bought you a car. Your parents bought you a car. These are all the things that I say. If you got these things, you are not self-made. Don't delude yourself. Uh, you you were college was paid for by your family. All your all these families striving to pay for their kids' college education and making those kids weak in the process. Hey, you want your kids to go to college, a secondary school, a trade school? I don't care what it is. That's great. It, absolutely, impose that mindset, that mentality on them that that's what we do in this family. It is expected of you. However. Don't go telling them you're going to pay for it for them. That's ridiculous. Those kids should be out with Kool-Aid stands and paper routes by the time they're 10 years old, and they should be saving for that. Don't rob them of that. Let them accomplish on their own and build that healthy self-esteem and confidence in the process of doing that. Hey, you, you paid for your kid's wedding. You, you bought, you, 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 uh, you, you put them, they went to college, you paid for college, and then they came to work in the family business. In frankly, a, a position that if not, if not for having a family business that they could go right to, they'd have never qualified for that position. Hey, or, or you gave them the money to start their own business, or you paid for their wedding, or you, or you, uh, you, you, you put them, gave them the down payment on their first house. All of these things take away urgency and desperation and do not allow a person to become what they're capable of. Strong people who have deep wells of resolve and can get things done and toil, toil and don't quit. When you don't have that, you walk away from things easily. You give up easily. You throw up your hands and say, we're going to need to do this another day. We're going to need more people to help us. This can't be done. We're going to have to contact an expert. All such nonsense. People have to have resolve and urgency and desperation forces that issue. When I was on the farm and I'm doing whatever I'm doing, let's just say I'm out cutting alfalfa. to We're going to bail. And I'm 10 miles away from the home place. If the, if the tractor breaks down or the sickle mower breaks down and I got to fix it and I got no cell phone, which by the way, I didn't have when I grew up. Well, either you get off the tractor, you shut it off and you open up the toolbox and you go to work. And if the tools don't exist or what you need isn't there, well, then just start walking. And when you get back, you're now going to come back as fast as humanly possible. So you're not moseying along so the 10 miles takes you two days to get home. You are moving as fast as you possibly can because we're burning daylight and it's going to rain tomorrow and you got to have all this stuff cut. Or or we're bailing and it's going to rain tomorrow and all our bales are going to be wet and then we can't put them up in the hay barn because they'll start the hay barn on fire. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, this is so obvious and so simple. And this was, this is something I understood when I was a little kid. And so get it done. Get to work. We're burning daylight. We got to hurry up. You take those things away from people 
and you make them less capable, less of a self-starter. And and if you own a business, if you run a business, if you're in a business, if you go to work every day, don't we still look upon people who just get it done, who don't don't even ask? Jeff was on here two weeks ago, and he made the point that when John Allen told him that something needed to be done, and the other guy said, well, we can't do that because we don't have this and this. And Jeff said, what are you talking about? Just go to the store and pick it up, and let's keep going. <clears throat> Man. And, you know, maybe that, that he was he was brought up by somebody who worked with their hands. He learned to work with his hands. He was in the military. It's a get-it-done type type environment. Don't take that away from people. Don't take that away. It's a terrible thing. And I will say that I had my the same thing in the military. And I'll tell you that the urgency that I learned growing up on the farm was something that served me well in the military. Because when people asked me for things, I didn't walk slowly moseying along. I ran. They said, hey, can you go... Can you go down in the bilge or can you go and go up, 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 up two, two uh, levels and get this? I didn't walk. I literally started running the minute I was one, I was, you know, five feet away from them. I started moving as fast as I humanly could. There was urgency in my, in my footsteps. Always. Does that serve you well in life? You better believe it does. And if you don't have that, then you're teaching everybody around you that they don't need to have it either. And I'm not saying urgency to the extent that you, you, you damage things and you, and you, and you break things. Let's just be intelligent here. Urgency and desperation forces the issue. You got no money. You got no gas. You don't have food. Many is the time. No, no exaggeration. Many is the time. I know you've heard this from me before, but you know, when my wife was diagnosed with cancer, 22, 23 years old, my little boy, born with cerebral palsy, I had another son who was only 11 months apart, and they were garnishing my wages for medical bills that I could not afford, and I literally knew our, our pantry was, was empty, our refrigerator was empty, and I needed money to feed my, my dear sweet children, my little children. You don't think that there was desperation when I walked in with five bucks in my pocket trying to buy a, a day's worth of food for my family and my hands were shaking. Did that force me to get my rear end to work and find a way to make more money to put food on the table? What do you think? Do I believe that that has, a direct, has had a direct impact on my life and my ability to succeed and take me from where I was then to where I am now? You better believe it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back talking about urgency and desperation. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you could check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, JLN Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fix, 
fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation, or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-559. 3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is a this is a, a good subject. And you know the, the the reason I bring it up is people run away from urgency and desperation. It's something that they 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 try to avoid at all costs. Like when I, once, once I've, once I've gotten past that, thank God I'll never have to be there again. Yeah. And then you stop growing and you stop striving. So, you know, again, the things that, that, that cause you or cause that, you know, desperation. Another one is letting people down. Does that, does that keep you up at night? I hope it does. I hope it does. Um, I, I say to people when they leave my office, impress me. Don't let me down. What does that mean? <laughs> it means get it done, prove it can be done, and don't come back and 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 without it being done. I know that as a as a financial coach, I am continually telling people, here's what your directives are for for this week or this month or whatever our 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 consistency of meeting is. And I am well aware that when people drive into the, to the, you know, driveway, parking lot, front street, I know they're dreading coming in if they don't have the stuff done. And that throughout the week is driving them, that urgency, that desperation, that, that idea that they have to show up. And if they can't tell me that it was done, they feel, they feel like they've let me down. 
They, they feel bad about it. That's a good thing. That's what accountability is. So if your fear of letting people down is, is, is right there in front of you and you see that, use it to your best advantage. It's a really good thing. It's a really good thing. Fear of failure is is a very positive thing. I, I can tell you that, you know, I, I teach classes and every time I teach a class, I've 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 it, throughout my my life, I have I have tried to teach classes to a multitude of different professionals. Many of these professionals are in businesses that are not the same as mine. Now, there may be uh, crossovers and I may have some knowledge of them. But I certainly don't have the same level of working knowledge that they do being a practitioner in that industry on a daily basis, having done it in some of their cases for 30 years. So now here I am. I'm going to go and teach a class to these people. A perfect example is the the uh, CPA Society. Uh, another example is the is the Minnesota Bar. So I'm going to teach CPAs or attorneys, and I'm neither an attorney nor a CPA. And I'm going to get up in front of them and tell them, in some way, in some direction, how to conduct their business or how to, how to know more in an area. These are the experts, you guys. And I'm going to get up in front of a hundred of them or more, and I'm going to tell them what they need to do. I mean, if you're sitting there thinking, I want you to really visualize if you are going to do that and just imagine how fearful you are of standing in front of these people and looking like an idiot because you say something that that goes off track a little bit and somebody stands up and says, wait a minute, that's not right. You don't know what you're talking about. Did that did that keep me up at night as I was preparing and drafting those classes and getting ready to teach that class? You better believe it did. And it and it did for some of those classes for months even after I had done, done the class two, three times a month, even after doing it 10, 20 times, it still was that way. And you know what? Kept me, kept me on my toes. And that was awesome. And those experiences now make me fluent in those areas. If not for the necessity to learn that information enough that I could get up in front of a group of people and teach it, I would have never learned that in the same way. I would have never retained that information and and, and went at it nearly as aggressively. So teaching those classes, while, while it was a little maddening, frankly, I mean, literally learning the things and envisioning what I just described to you. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> I look back on it and I say, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Now now people say, man, that Rooker, he knows so much about so many different things. Well, guess what? How do you think that happened? So, so that was desperation. That was urgency. I don't want to look stupid in front of people. Have you put yourself in these positions enough? Have you, pu- have you imposed those positions? Because look, I didn't need to go and teach classes to these people. That was something I decided to do. And I could have opted out at any time and said, this is ridiculous. Who do I think I am? I have no business doing this. I could have easily done that. Couldn't I have? I teach classes to certified financial planners. I teach classes to bankers. I teach classes to CPAs. I teach classes to attorneys. So all that, tell you what, 
I know quite a lot about money and finance. I teach classes to bankers. All that stuff has made me incredibly fluent and knowledgeable in all those areas. And I'm telling you right now, if not for the fear and the urgency of learning that information in the as, as a result of what I told you to teach those classes, I would never be able to do the things that I do in my office on a daily basis. I own real estate. I talk to people about real estate all the time. You don't think all those years ago when I bought my first investment property, and, and I'll just tell you when I bought it, I bought it on a contract for deed. And I did not know what I was doing. I had no idea. We were in a challenged, compromised position. And I was taking on properties on a contract for deed. I was doing it in the days, folks, when you could assume other people's mortgages and the bank had nothing to say about it. Today, there's assumable mortgages, but now you go through the similar process of actually getting the mortgage. And if it is an assumable loan, they'll give it to you because you got to qualify for it. In those days, you could just sign over your loan agreement to somebody, and now they were responsible for that loan, and I was responsible for a loan. And I had no idea about the numbers that I talk about every day here. And so here I am. My family is is going through all this hardship. I have no money, and I'm assuming mortgages for payments every month, and I can't afford my own payments. And I'm taking this on and not knowing how in God's name I'm going to pay for it. If I'm going to be able to find a tenant to occupy this place, some of them that I purchased had no tenants in them. And I didn't, I couldn't afford one month of not having a tenant when I took that property on. You don't think that that urgency and that fear caused me to learn what I was doing over time? Why can I speak so, I'm not a real estate agent. Why can I speak so easily about investment real estate? Because I have been through a bloodbath. Because I have learned through that process. I I remember staying up all night on a regular basis every time I had to turn a unit over. So a tenant moves out. And if I don't get another tenant in, you know, I go through it. I refund their money for their, you know, if they paid first and last in the beginning, they got deposit money. I went through, saw what had to be done. I kept the money to do it and gave them the refund of their money back. But now I've got no tenant and I got another mortgage payment coming up next month. I, I would go into those units on Friday after work with a new, with a new pair of change of clothes, a new suit, and I would work through Friday night, Saturday night, and on Sunday morning, I would take a shower and I would go to work and not have been home all weekend because I was shampooing carpet, painting the room from top, painting the unit from top to bottom, putting on new cabinet hardware, fixing things, shining glass, washing, cleaning, everything like a maniac so that I could get a new tenant in there as soon as humanly possible so that I could afford to make that mortgage payment with that tenant's new first and last month's rent because if I didn't get the money, I was going to miss a payment. Urgency. Urgency. Let me take another break. We'll be right back talking about desperation and urgency, and it is your friend. How can you use it? We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second-generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? 
These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at aholawoffice.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. So, yes, the things that happen to you aren't bad and you have to stop looking at them in that way. Uh, when things are desperate and necessary, that's how things happen. I mean, that that's that's the the ridiculous notion. Oh, poor you. That's how things happen. I mean, the bottom line is, 
if the if if the test weren't Friday morning, would people stay up all night Thursday studying for the test? Uh, you know, I I told you about um, learning information. I I I this is a bit of a side note, and you'll forgive me for this, but. I have something that I have taught folks who've worked with me and for me for years, and I teach it to my clients. Now, how many people actually do it? I don't know. You know, I mean, some people actually, believe it or not, some people actually walk out the door and do exactly what I tell them to do, and they are the successes. Those are the people who are capable of doing it, because the minute I say it, it puts urgency on it. They feel that urgency, and they do it. But most of you aren't built that way. You're just, you know, you're going to think about it and get all your ducks in a row and you're not going to do anything. That's, that's, that's the problem. But, you know, when, when you think about somebody who is, who, who is a good test taker, right? They're, they're a good test taker. Why is that? Well, the reason is because they, they prepare when that urgency is put on them. They're, they just become good at meeting that challenge. When I knew I had to know information, and, and there's a lot of information that I f- have felt like I needed to know over the years. If not, I couldn't make a good decision, or I couldn't, better yet, I couldn't make the best decision that, that was possible because I was afraid of failure, fearful, scared to death of failure, in fact. And <clears throat> I tell people, when you find a good book, and there's a lot of good books. I mean, one of them, one of them that, that I don't know if I brought it up on the show, I think I have, but um, is Never Split the Difference. Phenomenal book, phenomenal book. Well, so I didn't just buy the book. I bought the, uh, every, they have multiple workbooks online. I bought them all, some of which is all the same crap, but I bought all of them and I have, have worked through all three of them and I have read the book and when I read the book, I always teach people never read a book that has substance that you want to retain information without a highlighter in your hand to highlight the most important and meaningful components of it. So whatever the salient points are on a page, and you got to get real here. You, you don't want to you know, highlight an entire page, maybe no more than two things on a page. So it keeps, keeps it honest and keeps it that these are really the main points. You do that and then you get the audio book. So you oil, you will listen to the physical book or read the physical book rather. Then you get the audio book and you listen to it start to finish no less than 10 times. See, that's commitment, isn't it? And why do you do it? Because you're afraid that you didn't get it right, that you won't retain it, that you're going to have to make a decision about this thing and you won't have that information at the ready, accessible when you make that decision and you might make an incorrect decision or assumption about something that is incredibly powerful. So when people are good test takers, that simply means that they are good at meeting the challenge and they get ready and prepare for it. So that's what we should all be doing. We should be imposing that upon ourselves to, to, uh, you know, uh, to learn information and to, and to grow. And, and, you know, the fear of failure, if it has you banging your head against the wall over and over again, you just need to realize that's a part of the process. That's not a bad thing. Always remember that your, your, your goal when you're, when you're met with challenges 
that will cause you to grow. So you should embrace them. You should look at things that come at you that seemingly come out of left field and it's not fair and blah, 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 and woe is me. Instead of feeling that way, you should understand that these are the best things that could possibly happen. And every time a negative thing comes at you, imagine that this is a test, like you're on some some reality TV show. And now it's your challenge to show them what you can do with this. That's how you have to look at it, because in the end, it's always good. My son, who who was born with, with challenges, who's been amazing at overcoming so many challenges, we put a saying on his wall in his bedroom when he was little, and the, and the story was, be, uh, the saying was, be the author of your own story. So whenever you look at these challenges, and I have people who come in all the time, I'll tell you about a couple people just this week. Uh, who come in all the time, they have challenges. They have major challenges. And I always say to them, handle this in such a way that in 10 years from now, the people who know you, your children, your spouse, your coworkers, your friends, they're going to marvel at what you did and the story that they're going to tell about how you met this challenge and overcame it. Envision that every time you have a challenge. Now, you need to realize something. It may be that you're the one who has to put yourself in these positions. That's the point I was making about teaching the classes. You have to put yourself in these compromised positions and you have to orchestrate some of these things on your own. Maybe you weren't lucky enough to have stuff go wrong in the real world organically. (laughs) So you're going to orchestrate these things. You're going to put yourself in these compromised positions where if you don't do this thing, bad stuff is going to happen. And so you better rise to this challenge because you just put yourself in this position. You know, when you tell people that you're going to do something, there's go up goals, good, good old Zig Ziglar, uh, talks about the fact that you, you tell people who can help you with a goal. But here's the other thing. When I tell somebody I have a goal, I hope that you're not one of these people who just talks but never does anything. I believe that when you tell people you're going to do something, if you don't do it, you look like an, a horse as you know what. Because if that drives you to do the things and to fulfill what you've said, isn't that just perfect? So are you doing that? Are you putting, are you, are you setting goals and telling people who you know might be the first detractors ridiculing you when you don't. And you know that when you put that out there in the world to those types of people, you're fearful that you're going to look really stupid. And so now you're forced to perform and you're the one who imposed that on yourself. Do you understand that that is exactly what I'm talking about here, that that's perfect? That's exactly what you're trying to do. And if you don't have the life and the zest to do that, then you cease to grow and you start becoming one of these zombies walking around with nowhere to go and nowhere to be. Why is it that people who are enormously successful continue to be successful? Instead, and, and don't listen to all the people who say, you've got enough. When's, when's enough enough? Why can't you just be happy? You're way ahead of everybody already. Just enjoy where you are. I'll tell you why. Because human beings need progress and they become addicted to the process 
of success. Setting a goal, grinding, grinding, grinding. And very likely, the grind becomes more protracted with every new goal because each time they do follow through and they do continue to press forward when others will quit, their well becomes deeper and deeper in terms of resolve, knowing that they will get there one way or another. It's not over until I win. And when they have that, each time they will resolve to, 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 no matter how long it takes, they're going to get there. And that process is absolutely addicting and unbelievably enjoyable. Unbelievably enjoyable. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about urgency and desperation. It is your friend, folks. It absolutely is. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at JLN Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. JL and Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. JL and Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download financial Crisis Bible or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. So, uh, I'm 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 going to tell you that that uh, the bigger the challenge, once you've conditioned yourself, and that's 
kind of the whole programming idea that that it, that you get stronger and stronger in a deeper well of resolve as time goes along, assuming that you allow yourself, you grant yourself, you al- allow and grant yourself to enjoy the benefit of success, which means you do not quit. Because remember that every time you quit, you're programming your mind that you that you're okay with failure. You're okay with not reaching your goals. You're okay with people saying less than good things about you. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. Yeah, sure. You're full of it. Of course you care what other people think. But when you get to the point where where you're saying that and you feel that way, it's because you become okay with, with that happening. You've conditioned yourself to be okay with it. So you have to give it to yourself. Giving yourself success is a is is a is a gift that you give yourself. I don't quit until I win. And when I win, I've given myself the gift of programming success going forward. And that is something that all of us need to enjoy. And we also have to be conscious that many of the people who work for us, if we want to try to re- reverse their conditioning, not an easy thing to do. You have to give them things and allow them to be successful. Even if they're little things, stair steps along the way, you got to let them do it. But I'm going to tell you something that I think is is true and important. And that is that the bigger the goal, the more fearful you are of things, the better it is. Because, you know, it's you're you're, you're more focused. You know, there, remember in Patriot, uh, aim small, miss small. Well, it's kind of this way in that when you aim for bigger things as opposed to smaller things, it changes your strategy as to how you're going to get there. And so ironically, big challenges and big strategies are the things that really make you more. Uh, when I was starting in the securities business years and years ago, insurance and securities, I there 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 was a test that they gave us. And it was a, it was a Briggs Myers test, a Myers Briggs test. And they had incorporated disqualifying questions of their own in this test. I didn't know this at the time. In fact, I didn't even know about it until a couple, two, three years afterwards. But this is during a time in my life when I was really struggling. And I mean, I was really struggling. I wound up going into that business because it was a business that I knew I could make a lot of money and man, I need a lot of money when I had a half a million dollars of unpaid medical bills. And this is 35 years ago. True. 35 years ago means that a half a million dollars was a whole lot more money today than it was then. And just to give you an example, if you made 30 or $40,000 a year at the time, you made a lot of money. You made a lot of money. That was like $100,000 today. It was a lot of money. So the idea of a young man who was not yet 30 who was going to pay back a half a million dollars. It seemed like a lifetime endeavor. And I needed to find some work, some job. Remember the big, remember the, what I just said about the big goal, about the big challenge. I didn't want to be paying back a bill for 30 years. I grew up on a farm. I grew up where I was told from the time I was a kid that your handshake is your bond and you leave the family name better than you found it for your children. So the idea that I was ever going to file bankruptcy didn't even occur to me. I just knew I had to pay this back. I didn't know how, and I needed to make a lot more money. So I needed to gravitate into some type of field that would enable me to make that kind of money to pay that much money back. Well, one of the disqualifying questions that I found later was what was your ideal income? And (laughs) 
I I thought it was a joke. I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, so I answered it in a similar fashion. I said a million dollars. <laughs> I didn't even take it seriously. Here's what I didn't know. If you answered less than $300,000 at that time, do you understand how much $300,000 was at that time? If you answered less than $300,000, regardless of any, of the outcome of that test in any other areas, you didn't get hired. Wow. Why is that? I mean, $100,000 was an astronomical amount of money because they knew that when you reached that level, you became comfortable and complacent and you stopped striving, or at least that's what they believed. That is your enemy. Comfort and complacency is your enemy. If you've reached a point in your life where you no longer have goals and I don't know what, you're, you're retiring or whatever. I, you know, you know what I say about retiring? You're slowing down, preparing to die. <laughs> that ain't never going to happen for me. I mean, they're going to, they're going to plug me in the ground because I don't wake up one morning or something, but I'm never going to slow down. I love the journey. I love the goals. And it's because I, like a lot of people, have become a bit addicted to it. And if it isn't in my life, then it's in the life of the people that I help. I dig it. I dig it. So if you are that, you need to find some challenges. You need to find some, some urgency and desperation in some goals or some, you know, imposing some things on yourself to force you to succeed. I told you earlier that I met just in the last week, two pretty amazing people. One who owned a company with several employees uh, during the pandemic last go round. She basically lost everything. And she is now at a much later stage in her life having to start all over again. And no doubt it's daunting. I met another young man who has made, I believe, in excess of a hundred million dollars. He's he's in his he's in his early thirties, and he has amassed real estate in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And then encountered a major problem that cost him caused him to lose tens of millions of dollars. Both of these people are looking at the mountain at the hill mountain in front of them and feeling a little overwhelmed. And I said to both of them, do you understand that if you handle and treat this properly, looking back, this could be the best thing that ever happened to you in your life. And it may be the thing that you will turn to, to say, here's why I was as successful. And here's why I did what I did. It was because of this thing. And if that's true, how can we not say that those horrible things that happened were actually blessings to you that you were th- that were put in your path for you to overcome and to become more capable and deepen your 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 well of resolve? How can we say that? How can we not say that? Forgive me. And you know the right to be the author of your own story. Hey, people are going to watch you. They see what you're up against. And whatever the challenges are, you've got to overcome. So the, 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 the challenge is almost irrelevant. And what you have to do is almost irrelevant because you're just going to do whatever is necessary. And if you have to bash your head against the wall 15 times and want to quit every single time, it doesn't matter. You pick yourself back up and you keep going because you have to. Because you have to. And whenever you see challenges, 
and you're trying to consider what to do about it, remember that whatever people tell you can't be done or it can't be done this way or it's really challenging and most likely it won't work because everybody you know who's tried it, it's never worked out before. Whenever you hear those things, you immediately recognize that that's the direction you're going to go because you're not like other people. You have a deeper well of resolve and it's not over until you win. And when they tell that story, it is going to be one that you're going to be very proud of. And the people that you love and care about, when they tell that story, they're going to have pride in their eyes when they tell it as well. Envision that. Urgency and desperation is your friend. Make it so. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN.